0: Traveling the world, searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrians. This is Scott Miller coming to you live from Delray Beach in sunny South Florida. Uh, Horse business has really been good this summer. We had a little bit of a break. And now they are getting ready to come back in September boy, was this summer short Seems it just, you know, just the other day that they were all leaving and now they're all starting to come back. And, and, uh, the tough part here is that we get a lot of phone calls about making arrangements for stalls and, you know, feed and blacksmiths and vets and housing and, and, uh, you know, that type of thing. So we want to be sure that we're all ready for our, um, equestrians when they come back, uh, you know, from racing and, showing and doing whatever they're doing up north uh, a lot of our people are still at saratoga and when saratoga ends they'll be coming down so that that's going to be exciting and speaking of saratoga uh there's a lot of things that i keep telling everybody they can do in the horse industry uh you don't have to be an owner you don't have to be a jockey or a trainer or a groom or a hot walker just be you and you can go to to uh Sarah, like I say we're talking about Saratoga right now. Saratoga is the most beautiful place that you ever want to go to. The environment is really good um a lot of good food um it's just good all the way around good quality horse racing um there and it's just you name it, you got it if you ever wanted to have a first time experience with the horse industry, I would suggest going to saratoga it's It's just beautiful. It's beautiful there. And to show you how they kind of plan out their um, 40-day schedule that they have up there um, from July to uh, the end of August, 1st of September, um, they they have a lot of things that you can do up there. You can come to the track, and they've got uh, good food. Um, they've got everything that you can think of, great racing. Uh, there's plenty to do around there other than horses, you know, the, the horse race. Um yeah, they got a little bit of everything. And one of the things that I like to suggest people to go to, and it's very exciting, um, and it's great for the family to go see, see. For example, uh, the hundred and the hundred and second Saratoga Horse Sale selected yearlings will be August seventh and eighth in Saratoga Springs. Um what I like about all this is you can walk up there to the sales arena, you can uh you can go up and you can see um uh, you know, uh, the horses up close that are going through the sales rings and, and these are, these are yearlings. They're young horses and they've never seen anything like this before. Um, the crowds, uh, the walking into the arena to be sold and, you know, there's just so much here. It's a learning curve and learning experience for you. And when you go up to Saratoga, um, what I like about it is you can walk in, uh, you go up to the Fazik Tipton sale arena. And, uh, they got any and everything that you can want there. They got all kinds of literature. Um, you name it, they've got it. Um, uh, you know, it's, uh, at 153 George Street, Saratoga Springs, New York. And, um, it's, you can't miss it. Saratoga's small and you can't, you can't drive through the town without, without seeing it. And it, it's, um, it's really unbelievable to see all these young horses taking a new step towards racing. Um, it 's just uh, a sight to be home, and what I like about it is you can get up close and in personal uh, in person with it you can get um, you can walk through the barn area, see the horses uh, you go into the sales pavilion and, and it 's always interesting to uh, watch the auctioneers and, and listen to them and see how they do and, and The most important thing is, is not only if nothing else for a souvenir uh, you can get a free catalog. You get a free catalog to the horses that are being sold and uh, take your pen with you, and then you can write down, uh you know, which one of the horses sold for the most or the least or, you know, make a mark on it and see which one you like the most. And uh, everything's just really nice there. That's the 102nd Saratoga Yearling Sale, Selected Yearling Sale, August 7th and 8th uh, of this year It's the Classic Tipton uh, Sales Arena. Um, it's really nice. And, and then what I like about it is, you know, like I said, you can go to the races, do the race, do your race thing and then go to the sales and that type of thing. Um, then just uh, a week later, they have the New York uh, bread, um, yearling sales. Uh, now this is for strictly for New York breads. Uh, they're, they're, uh, trying to spotlight, uh, the thoroughbred breeding program in New York. Which is very, very good. They've got a lot of good, uh, horses, uh, in New York. Um, I, I tell you, it's something to see. Uh, you can see who's selling what, how much they go for and compare them to the other ones. And speaking of New York Bridge, um, this is a horse that I, uh, uh, this, I, I, think was one of the greatest horses of all time. Um, funny side, uh, uh, was a gilding. He won a Kentucky Derby. Uh, the life is, Twenty Side to be celebrated. Twenty Side's life and career will be celebrated August the 16th in Saratoga. And this horse, he was a a phenomenal. Um, He was great. Uh, He was everything. Um, A month after uh, Twenty Side passed away, the life and times of Twenty Side will be celebrated at Cyril's Restaurant just outside the gates of Saratoga Race Course. Jack Knowlton, the managing partner of Sacatoga Stable, which is which owned um, the 2003 Kentucky Derby winner and Preakness winner, um, announced that Funny Side's memory will be honored on August 16th at Cyril's Restaurant starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, there is something that we feel that we owe him uh, and, and his fans, Knowlton said, there was a huge celebration in Saratoga after he won the Derby at Saratoga. The whole town was behind him. Let's bring uh, in full circle. We are trying to uh, bring together a lot of people that uh, were involved in his life and success. Milton said trainer Barkley Tag, assistant trainer Robin Smullen, and jockey Jose Santos will be there in attendance and will take part in a panel discussion. Uh, moderated by retired racetrack, uh, caller Tom Durkin, who called Funny Side's Derby win and his Preakness win. Now, see right there, just, just the fact that, um, uh, they have all these things to do here in the horse business, you know, to go over and hear about Funny Side from the people that actually, you know, worked with him and, and tell the little stories that they have to tell and, um, you know, uh, the whole, whole nine yards. Uh, and that's what's exciting. You get, you get close to them and, and you can actually meet these people that, that have, you know, uh, made, uh, all these accomplishments happen. Um, and there's, uh, it's non reserved seating, so you gotta get there quick. Um, you get a commemorative t-shirt with general admission ticket of $35, which includes admission and food. There also will be a cash bar, uh, for your drinks. And that's kind of nice. You go there and you get, you get a nice meal and, and it's relatively inexpensive and you get to rub elbows with all the, all the big shots, you know, from the um, horse industry. And uh, it's really going to be exciting to see uh, what happens. Um, the event is open to the public and tickets uh, for $100 admission. Gets you food, non-reserved seating, cereals, and a community t-shirt admission. Uh, for uh, tickets for $35, including for admission uh, uh, for food and beverages there. There also will be a cash bar, like I said. All proceeds from this event will be donated to the Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington, Kentucky, where Side spent 15 years of his life. The proceeds will assist the horse park in funding and a statue of Side at the Hall of Champions. So the money's going for good, uh, good cause there and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, um, what, what it'll be, uh, you know, uh, how many people get there. And it's all about helping the horse industry and, and you know, the horses. Um, representatives of Finger Lakes Race Rash- Racetrack were, um, uh, where Funny Side ran his first race, his last race at, his last race at, a oh, win on July fourth, two 2007 will be in attendance, uh, people of Iron Kentucky Horse Park. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what, uh, you know, what happens with that. And by the way, when you're looking at those sales, you've got to remember one thing. Uh, New York bred Gilding, he's the son of a distorted human, uh, won more than $3.5 million in his racing career and was the first New York bred to win the Kentucky Derby. Uh, so you know you 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 see a lot of these horses coming out of these sales and you know you don't know uh you know what what they're going to be uh you just never can tell their future is in front of them and it's a day-by-day thing and and, you know who knows you might see another funny side come out of those sales when you go up there to the once at at saratoga and that's really really good um we're, we're always trying to promote, you know, the horse industry and, you know, you know, try to get new people into the horse industry by, you know, tell them about, you know, like the sales at Saratoga and Keeneland and, you know, that, that type of thing. And you never can tell where you see these horses go. Uh, one, a friend of mine, uh, George Weaver, he's at Royal Ascot. Uh, it's going to be, uh, it's amazing what, what you can do when you put your mind to it. Uh, George Weaver's gone to Ascot with a lot of success. Um, he, he's done a lot of things over there. Um, the biggest wins in George Weaver's, uh, career came in June when his two year old filly, Crimson, Crimson Advocate won the Queen Mary Stakes at the prestigious Royal Ascot. Since then, Weaver has given the daughter of Nyquist some time off. Crimson Advocate um, is the fifth Philly trained in the United States to win the Queen Mary. So over 100 years plus, you know, there's not been a lot, a lot of American winners, especially with Phillies. Um, she's not going to race at Saratoga, so they're going to give her some time off, and they're going to get her back, you know, and for the winter sessions everything. Uh, I tell you, it's it's got to be nice to... Uh, Go over to Ascot, you know, and represent not only, you know, your owner and your trainer and in, in the state that she was bred in, but, um, you know, to honor America, you know, uh, in, in the international rankings. And only five Phillies have ever done that. Um, George Fe- uh, George Weaver is a great guy, hard worker. Uh, his wife, Cindy, is really good. At, at the business, she probably runs the whole thing, but we just don't let George know we know it, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. But, um, you know, it, it's really nice to, to be able to, you know, hold your head up and say, hey, you know, we're making a, a presence on um, all the international circuits, and that's what our racing industry is all about. That's how you get to good clients here, and, and so we, we like that, and... You know, we had, had some issues up at Churchill with some of the horses that broke down uh, during Derby Week, and and we had a, a lot of things that, that have come up, and how how that can be prevented or be corrected. Uh, Churchill Downs adds a safety committee committee uh, ahead of a September meet, uh, and they're, they're trying to correct you know the bad spring that they had there this year. It, it was it was really tough. Um, the veterinarian oversight, additional resources will be added to CDI, highly qualified veterinarian team to, prove, to provide additional monitoring and specialized care for horses and assist in the pre-race inspections and screening uh, programs that they're going to be setting up. Um, you know, this is one of the things that... Um, we just kind of took for granted over the years. You know, everybody that brought a horse to the gate uh, was assumed to be healthy and, you know, ready to go. And then here in the last few years, we've had situations where horses were either over-medicated, under-medicated, uh, you know, or had situations or issues that needed to be taken care of. And I, I'm telling you, you know, when you're in the business, you, you, you just got to keep your eyes on everything. And, This is one of the things that, um, that I always tell our people here. See something, say something. You know, you hear that all the time everywhere you go, especially in the horse business. If you got a horse that you're, um, you know, that's nipping at you in the stall or kicking at you or, you know, just, you know, kind of miserable and, you know, acting unruly, you know, you got to say something. Um, if you, and especially when you go to put the saddle on, uh, you know, if they're jumping, if they, if they have something bothering them, you got to let them know. And when you go to the track with them, you got to find out if they're doing good on the track, if they're off a little bit. Uh, there's just so much that, you know, you got to have so many eyes on it from, from the trainer to the vet to the exercise rider, the groom, the hot walker, uh, the blacksmith. Um, the night watchman, day watchman. Um, you know, when they, when they see something, you know, that you can forward that information on and it can be put in what they call, uh, their, um, passport. And then that way the trainer sees it and everybody sees it and they start looking for it. You know, they get all eyes on them and make sure the horse is, you know, is doing good. And, and that's, that's one thing that I like about the, the HISA system that's coming in. Uh, you know, you're going to have all these different projects and programs going in. And this is, uh, why I like HISA because they've been around for three years and it brings everybody together. There's rules and regulations and, and every state and they're all the same. They have to be followed by, uh, you know, and HISA monitors these things. And the more information we have about the horses, uh, the, the, it's beautiful because you can see when a horse is sore, when he's off, when he's not eating his feet, and, and you you start going through all your procedures and then that way you, you know, you know, not to run a horse that's not feeling real good. You know, you know, that type of thing. And and that's what um uh, that's what I like about the Heisa thing. Uh you know, it's really been good. And to have that kind of regulation uh is I think the way to go. But there's a lot of old timers that don't like it. Oh, why I have to be doing that for, you know, we never did that before, this and this and that, you know, and go on. And that's just it. The the problem with with HISA's regular it's not a problem I would say. Um, but with HISA right now in a horse racing community is that you've got a lot of old timers, you got a lot of uh, young people uh that really don't understand what's going on. And, you know, they get all, uh, upset because it's changing their lifestyle. It's changing, you know, what they do. For example, um, you know, if you give, if a horse gets an injection, uh, somebody is going to have to wait around, you know, for a half hour or so to see, make sure that that horse has no reaction to the medication. And, and a lot of people don't like doing that. You know, they got to stay over a few minutes or they got to sit there and monitor this horse for a few minutes, and so it, it's, up, it's upsetting the apple cart, as they say. Um, I've never seen an upset apple cart because the doctor stayed away all the time, but and couldn't get it fixed. So, uh you know, that, that's the tough part, but now it's all gelling and coming together. People are getting used to the rules and regulations and what they have to do and how they have to do it, um, you know, and, and so that's making it really good. So now... Now that we have HISA and all the regulations, you know, in place, we know that we can start advertising and putting on races that are going to give a great product to the uh, community and to the the customer, and and we know that it's safe. Now, that's not saying, you know, nothing's going to happen. You know, there are going to be instances where we do have, you know, injuries and, you know, things happen. But for the most part, it's being cut out, you know, it's being controlled. Uh, you know, on, on what happens to these horses. And now that they've done that, they've got the Heiser going. A lot of the racetracks said, well, you know, we get this project going here, get good safety entertainment, have the people come out and take a good look at everything that's going on. Uh, you know, we'll see see what happens. So what I'm looking at, so I'm looking at some examples to back up all of the things that we've just talked about about getting a good quality product out there. Um, if you're not familiar with Churchill Downs, but if you Google Churchill Downs, you can see the the new paddock that they put in. Uh, you can see uh, all the new seating that they put in, all the things that they have, you know, there to to see. Uh, the Kentucky Derby Museum is one of the greatest museums you'll ever see. Uh, you walk in there and it's, it's just amazing. It's like a Disney World uh, for horses. Uh, the museum, the seating, uh, the parking, the restrooms, the food, everything there is oriented to the client, to the customer. And I don't like saying customer. I like to say client because clients mean that, um, you know, you're a permanent person and you're a part of, you know, that situation. Customers come and go. Clients stay with you. And so uh, they're fixing that up. Uh, They're making a lot of good things happen. And, And what I like about Churchill is when they had the situation back derby week with the horses breaking down, they immediately had a backup plan, and they went to Ellis Park in Henderson, Kentucky. And the racing's been phenomenal down there. Uh, the horses are doing good, uh, good quality horses that are there. Uh, the attendance is doing good. Uh, you know, everything is is really good. And that just goes to show you that in the horse business, uh, you have to plan. And who would have ever thought that you'd have to plan? Uh, you know, shutting down Churchill in the spring uh, and sending them on. You know, where are you going to send them to? Well, naturally, it was Ellis Park. Uh, that's the closest track to them. The track's a good track for training, good barns, uh, good people, good you know, good everything there. And so that's what they ended up doing, going down there, and the meet's going good. Um, a lot of the trainers like it. In fact, a lot of trainers are going to stay there right on up to uh, through the fall meet at uh, Kingland and Churchill before they ship down, down south. Yeah, and, um, So, you know, it was a backup plan, and it, and it's great for the consumer. It's a little different. You know, a lot of people in Louisville Lexington, uh, they don't want to make that drive, but, you know, it, it's well worth the drive. It's about an hour or so from uh, Churchill Downs, depending on traffic and if you stop them on the way to eat or something, you know, that type of thing. Um, so now, uh, you know, Churchill, one of the best places in the world that are doing that, now, uh, another wintertime, uh, facility that is really, really good. Oakland Park continues to invest in racing. And that's what we like to hear, that uh, these companies investing into racing, and uh, what they do. Um, the big summer race meets continue at Oakland. Uh, now we don't uh, want to spend much time thinking about December and the chill. And so the Oakland Jockey Club has made sure to catch the eyes of the horsemen as it continues to make significant investment in its racing program at every level. At the highest level, Oakland will begin to increase the purses for what already is the most lucrative series of prep races for the Kentucky Derby. Um, uh, It's the Arkansas Derby. Uh, We'll bump uh, its uh, purse up from 1.25 million to 1.5 million. Uh, the rebel stakes also will see its purposes raised, increase two hundred fifty thousand uh, to one point two five million. That's for the rebel stakes, while the southwest stakes and the Smarty Jones stakes will go uh, be increased to eight hundred thousand from three hundred thousand. So right now you're looking at, at these races, and you know you're saying, uh, "Wow, that, that, that sounds pretty good." And all those races were Derby qualifying points. The, the All those races are qualifiers for the Derby. So, um, you know, <laughs> they're doing, doing everything they can to support all the big races. Uh, well, you know, like Oklahoma Arkansas Derby is good. Uh, the Rebels are, is an exciting. Smarty Jones, Southwest, they're all good races. And adding that extra money to it is going to entice people to come in from uh, Canada, New York, from, uh, California, uh, from Florida, you know, they'll all be going there. And that's, that's a quality program that they have and they've got a beautiful facility there, uh, to go to. Um, I tell you, I, I just <laughs> never did think that I would see the, the racing industry start improving races like they're doing now. I just never did think I'd see it. And it makes it where a horseman can make a living uh, going, to, like say, to Oklahoma to race. Um, that, that's uh, uh that's something that you don't see see very much. Uh, the track plans to offer one hundred fifteen thousand dollars for its maiden races. Now, maiden races for a long time run fifty, seventy five thousand, if that. Now, all of a sudden, you got an owner. He says, "Hey, let's go to let's go to uh, Hot Springs down to local on One hundred fifteen thousand dollars for a maiden race, and one hundred forty thousand dollars for the allowance events. Now, that, that's a lot of money that you're talking about, and and that making these announcements now is, is uh, crucial. And I'll, I'll tell you why here in just a few minutes." Um, Last year, 587 uh, different owners shared more than $670,000 in owners' rewards, while 104 individual trainers landed bonuses, and the general owners uh, pick up $200 per start. So everybody's winning in the game. Uh, The the grooms, uh, they have uh, the best turned-out horses that can get a $500 bonus. Uh, for having the best looking horse and being nicely dressed going to the paddock. So now they're, they're doing all these incentives to get all these big horses in and, and get, get the people in. And, you know, I said, I said, now you're talking. Now, now, now we know what it's all about. Uh, Oakland Park's purses, they're going to climb 20% to an average of $900,000 a day in there, you know, and you're looking at, at, at a 10 race card. So. You know, you stretch it out with ten. It's, it's ninety thousand. It's really good. Uh, you know, to see, um, you know, what happens. And all this starts on uh, uh, December the eighth, and you get down to Hot Springs. Hot Springs is a beautiful place in in the spring, the fall, and the winter. It's really, it's really a nice place to go. Uh, you know, to, to watch horse and The barbecue's good there. Everything's good. They have a good casino there. And so, you know, we we've look, we we've looked at Churchill real quick there. We've looked at uh, at Hot Springs. Uh, we're going to take a quick look here, and these are all uh, making the news in the headlines. Uh, you can go to thebloodhorse.com and, and you know get all the information you need in front of you. Um, purses at Tampa Bay Downs to rise five point to five point five million in 2023. Or 2024. Uh, I tell you, it's going to be good. Uh, the track will allocate $5.5 million from the state of Florida for overnight thoroughbred purposes during the, the, uh, 2023-2024 meet. Um, I tell you, the states are getting involved in it. The agriculture department's getting involved in it. Uh, hey, listen, it's, a, Horse racing is is on a, on a climb. It's on a climb. Uh, you know, I always thought that if you put enough, dangled enough carrots or a big enough carrot in front of these owners, you know, that it could really happen. Uh, it it could really happen. So we're going to see. Uh, the funds are part of a $55 million tax package that clears both chambers of the house. um, legislator legislature, in May and signed by Governor Ron DeSantis the bill would designate and enhance the growing of the state's horse industry and include money for, for Gulf Stream Park. So all the business here in Florida is gonna be getting money from the state, money from the you know, the fans that come in and you know it's just really T V revenue. Uh, you name it, they're, they're going to be getting it, uh, you know, getting it in there. Uh, and, and that's all because of a lot of things. As it, it, they've cleaned up horse racing in the United States, um, they've gotten rid of the bad seeds. They've gotten rid of the problems that uh, were occurring, uh, you know, throughout the industry. Um, one of the things that uh, uh, the Heisa thing, oh, boy, was that that, that really a good thing. uh. Uh, Heiser and the jockey club got together, all uh, the tracks are all together, and they, it's been a great equalizer, uh, to get everybody on the same playing field. And when I say get them on the same playing field, you had some states that had LASIK, some that didn't, uh, as an example, uh, you know, the medication issue, uh, the transporting of horses, the training of horses, uh, you name it, uh, you know they they had to check on, uh, and, and so now they've so all come together and said, "Hey, three years we have got this all done. We got it all done, all done, all done." And that's what I like about it. Um, everything's gone good. Um, for instance, in twenty nineteen, Mammoth Clark, Service, uh, John Service and New finished first, second, respectively, um, at the meet uh, in the. With 108 victories between the both of them, so their horses earned 4.359 million dollars, which represented 16% of the uh, money awarded uh, to the winners uh, at, at the moment of meet. So you know that's a lot of that's a lot of money that you're sitting there looking at, and the thing that I I like about it is it entices. Trainers to bring their best horses there. If you get a good stakes program and you get it all cut out, uh, it's really good, you know, for for the business. And, and that's and that leads us to back to how they get there. On how they get there, which we do uh, articles every week on horses that are going to uh, trying to get to the Derby or to the Breeders' Cup, and. A trainer has to sit down says, now the trainer's got to go to work to be honest with you. <laughs> and, you know, the owners can sit back and say, okay, why are we going to Monmouth Park? And then the trainer's got to come up to them and say, well, Mr. Owner, this is why we're going. Because um, the purse money here at Monmouth Park is, you know, uh, X number of dollars, and, and it got a lot of good two-year-old races and, you know, that type of thing. Uh, got some good grass races. Uh, you know, that they can point to, Uh you know, it, it's just really good when you get get to, um, you know, that point in, in your job as a trainer. But the, there's a lot of explanation that has to be done. And you tell the owner, so, oh, well, you know, we're going there because uh, we can race, you know, a maiden special weight from $115,000. Well, the pressure that it puts on the trainer is you got to start looking in that condition book and see, you know, see which racetrack's best to go to and which track your horse is best fitted for. It. But there's more to it than just saying, okay, we're going to go to Oakland or Monmouth or Keeneland or Churchill, uh, you know, what have you. Then you got to think about getting employees to the track, getting housing for the employees, transportation while they're there. It, it, it becomes very, very... Uh, uh, how uh, should I put it? Uh, in a situation where you gotta have a, an organization, uh, officer in, in your stable that can make these arrangements on uh, getting the grooms there and the outwalkers, the horses, uh, you know, the jockeys, everything. Uh, that's, that's a tough situation to be in. But to just, you know, kind of bunch it up here, basically what we've done is we we've talked about, um, why go to the, you know, why the horse industry? And like I said, there's plenty of places to go, plenty of things to see and do, and it's all free. You know, the family can go and see, the kids can get up close, you know, in person with the horses, and, and you know, it's a great vacation. But in order to track those people, we do what we have to do, just just talked about. You got to have the purse money there. You got to have, uh, you know, uh, the safety issues there. Uh, You know, uh, we, we got some races coming up this weekend that are just going to be killers. I mean, they're, they're going to be killers, but we're going to re- review a few here before we get to doing that. But see, when you, when you have the big purse money, you get the big horses. And, and I hate to say that, but you got a lot of people out there like, you know, like Bob Baffert, uh, you got uh, guys like, uh, Todd Pletcher, Shun McGahey, uh, D. Lucas, uh, you got to get them in to see those people because those are the people they hear about on the news all the time. And when they get there, they want to see a good product. And so that's what all these tracks have done. Uh They're investing in themselves and they're making things there for, you know, the people to come and see and, and uh, you know, have the festivals and, and, you know, the whole nine yards to, to get them there. Um, we had this weekend, this past weekend, I tell you what, I think I think this horse might outlive uh, little Bill Mott over here. that uh, we had the, uh, the pleasure to see a beautiful horse run this weekend. Uh, it was for three-year-olds and upwards. Uh, it's called the Alfred G. Vanderbilt Handicap. It's a grade one and it's and, it's been, and it was held at Saratoga. And I tell you this horse this horse is unreal he was unreal it' was three hundred fifty thousand dollars to uh permit race is hundred ninety two thousand five hundred the uh the first place horse horse which is elite powered and this horse i tell you what he has been around a long time uh he's an eight year old and and he 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 just did very very well in this race. And he, he controlled his whole whole position the whole time, and he was just gone, you know. And, and I'm thinking, you know, like, man, this is like the third time this horse has won this, uh, you know. So you could see that. And, and that's usually all advertised on, on the news and, you know, the magazines and on here and all like that. And, and that was a $350,000 race. Um, Bill Monster, trainer. Uh, Ortiz was the jockey. And I tell you what, he was there. He was there, you know, uh, and, and he he did everybody proud that was involved with him. And he, and he you, we'll look for him in the Breeders' Cup, and the Breeders' Cup that they have there. Um, and then, you know, I tell you, Forte, this poor horse. I tell you what, he's got, he, he's got, he just can't win for losing. You know, and that, that's the whole nine yards. Of, uh, he was running in uh, what they call the Jim Dandy Stakes. Um it, it was a $500,000 race for three-year-olds. And they, it only drew five horses. And, and, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, like, my gosh, you know, why only five? Well, I tell you why only five, because the owners and the trainers aren't planning out, uh, you know, to to really get to these type of races. They're planning out to get to the Derby, the Traverse, you know, the Belmont, the uh, Preakness, uh, you know, the whole nine, the Bluegrass Stakes, the whole nine yards. Well, Forte had been laid off, and he was the favorite for the Kentucky Derby this year, but he ended up with a stone bruise in his foot, and they scratched him from the races. Now, we're talking about back in the first of May, first Saturday in May. Now, up here at Saratoga, you're literally looking at the first Saturday, you know, in August, because this race is on July 29th and everything. So, you know, about the same, just a few days difference. And, uh, you know, I always liked the Jim Dandy race. Uh, the reason I liked it is because the race uh, tracks a lot of quality. It's a mile and one-eighth on the dirt. And you get some pretty doggone good horses in there. And if you can knock this one off, then it says a lot for the breeding, uh you know, the breeding aspect or dollar value of your horse. And, and that was really good. So Forte uh, bruises his um, foot in the derby. He can't, or before the derby, can't run in the derby. He bruises his foot, uh, you know, so bad that he couldn't run, uh, at, um, uh, you know, in the Preakness in Baltimore, couldn't do that. So, you know, now they're trying to get him back out, you know, to, to get greatest uh, stakes winner tight on here. I, I tell you, uh, it was a great race. It was very controversial at the end. Uh, we had the two riders that were coming down the stretch. I mean, they were coming down the stretch. They were fighting each other like there was no tomorrow. And so I tell you, I saw the race. I saw it from above, uh, the above angle on it. And, the, you know, Forte did not bump into that horse enough to knock him off stride. In fact, I think it was the other way around that came down through there. I, I really do. Saudi Crown, uh, I thought I that He was getting a little tired trying to chase Forte and started drifting over to him. And nothing, nothing that, nothing that was uh, noticeable, you know, by the patrons or you know uh, the judges. And they were, gonna, they didn't take him down at all. They got a big, big uh, holler and everybody booing, you know, and people yelling, "Yay, you know, my horse won," and, uh, you know, that type of thing. But what's going to be interesting is we got to, in four weeks we got the uh, the travelers coming up uh, there at Saratoga, and then after that we've got the Breeders' Cup. So we'll see those meet up again right then and there at Saratoga. It's going to be a good race. Uh, hopefully there's not a lot of bumping going on like there was in this one. And, uh, so, you know, we'll just see, uh, you know, what happens. And, you know, like we've been talking about, uh, you know, these, that was a million dollar race there that he was in. Uh, um, now, and to get people in and to get the good trainers there, you got to offer the purse money, uh, you know, for, uh, everything. So this, uh, this race that we're looking at now, uh, which I, I just really totally surprised me. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, holy cow, you know, we're, we're looking at a lot of money, you know, here for this poor little Philly and everything. So, uh, uh, it, it was a good race. It, it was the counterpart to, uh, uh, to the Jim Dandy. Uh, this is called the Mammoth Park Oaks. Um, a lot of good horses were there. Uh, Again, you know, we're looking at, I feel that, uh, any one of these horses could have taken it, uh, in through in this, uh, uh, program. Uh, I tell you, you just gotta go for it, man. And, and again, like we're trying to say that there's a lot of good races on these cards at the racetracks, especially on Saturdays. They want to give a good quality product, and if they got a good quality product, they're gonna have entertainment They're going to have all kinds of special things that you're doing, you know, there with them. And I, I don't just mean just one or two uh, races on a card. Um, on a card at um, Monmouth Park, uh, that, that was a, a stellar day for them, uh, you know, to, to see what was going on. Um, we had this uh, Coaling stakes at uh, Monmouth Park. Um, this, this was a good, good race, probably the race of the day, I think even though they had all the controversy on 4K. But um, I think this was the race of the, of the day. Um, it, it's a good race. The track was firm. Um, everybody was looking for it to go, you know, uh, go bad, but it didn't. You know, so uh, it, it was good. Uh <laughs> You know, what, this Philly could have been still running. This Philly could have gone to the gate won this race and just kept heading on down to, uh, Kentucky and Florida on there. But, uh, and Miss, uh, the Miss ways was her name. Uh, she was trained, trained, trained by George Weaver. And it, it was just unbelievable. And I'll see there again, you got George Weaver racing over in Europe and now he's coming back here, you know, to race her. So that, that was good that we had. Um, and speaking of 4K from, uh, uh, the Jim Dandy, uh, looking at the new polls, uh, Forte races to second in, in, uh, BC Classic rankings. So these are all the horses that are going to run in the Classic, uh, that'll be coming up. Uh, I tell you, it, it drives you nuts being a trainer, trying to figure out what race to go to and what not to go to. But with the, uh, Breeders' Cup the way it is, uh, you've got to go in and you got to you got to literally, literally train for this race. And and there's so much money to be had, you know, out here, especially for the three year olds. Uh it, it's gonna be interesting to see what goes on goes on with uh Forte. Um, he comes out to to run uh um and he's gonna be tough. Uh, I always have a hard time thinking about him because he's done so many things, you know, in his career. So that's going to be an interesting uh, runabout to see what happens. And uh, I said, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. Okay, now, getting more like towards the Breeders' Cup now. um, We have the Dirt Dozen. And what they do is they've got to a dozen races, uh, here, uh, run at Churchill, Churchill, Gulfstream, Delmar, uh, Mama Park, Delmar. uh, it goes on and on. And, and these horses qualify you for, for the Breeders Cup. And, and again, like we've been saying all along since we started doing this show, it's how you prepare for the races. Uh, some of these trainers will tell you, that they can get a horse ready overnight and they they can't do that. Uh you can't rush a horse. You gotta see how they grow, when they grow, you know, when they stop growing that you know, that type of thing. And so I always say you need to teach teach your horse how to recover from his workout and how to recover from the race. And you know, it really doesn't matter. Um you know where you finishing a races. You got to get them better for the next race. And, and there's a lot of different training methods, and there's no one certain way uh, that you have to train. But long story short, you got to train them. You got to get them fit, get them ready to go. You know, so and they have the, the what they call the the dirt dozen. Uh, you know, like I said, they're from all the different tracks around. They're all sprint races over here, and you, you kind of follow that path, you know, when you're training and when you're own, owning. Uh, it's really, really difficult to, um, get a horse, you know, at that peak level and then run a couple of races and then expect, not expecting to, uh, be off form. And that's what one thing that's, uh, it's going to be real tough. You know, you got all these races that are coming up. Like I said, today I was sitting down here at uh, the Clement Hirsch. Was it Del Mar, uh, this week? Uh, that was a good, good race. Uh, we got the Louisiana, uh, Juvenile. Uh, that's a nice race there going fly for the Luxembourg, uh, Louisiana Downs. You know, and all that was good. And they're just notable after the ones that I like are this weekend. If I didn't have to be here in South Florida and medically, if I could get up to Saratoga, I would be there. Tomorrow, he had the Saratoga Derby Invitational. Uh, it's a, it, it's, it's a nice race. It's a $600,000 race. $600,000. I just don't know where it comes from. Then we have, uh, um, more horses out here. And I think it's gonna be able to do real, real good. It's a to, yeah, yep. She, she will be right there at the wire when they're getting down to their nest. Is a good horse. She's probably one of the best horses that I've ever seen in the last 10 years. She's very, very good. So we have the Saratoga uh, uh, Derby International. we got the Test Stakes. Um, that's 500000 We have the Troy Stakes. That's 300000 And then we have the Whitney Stakes, which has only got five horses in it, and it's a million-dollar race. So everybody wins on that with a five-horse race. Oh, geez, let me tell you, it's going to be something else. Then we got um, the West Virginia Derby coming up, uh, which is a good race. Uh, We have uh, the West Virginia Governor's Stakes coming up, which is a good race. Uh, You know, there's just good races everywhere. And that's what we're trying to tell everybody. You know, get on a racetrack. Get out there to see, see these horses. Yeah, do the thing. Now uh, uh, at Saratoga, uh, you know we're talking about you know the two races that we just talked about there. Uh, it's going to be really good. Uh, uh, we've got the uh, uh, Whitney Stakes. that's coming up. Uh, it's a million dollar race uh, for four year olds and upwards, going a mile and eighth on the main track. And we only get a six horse field in here. And that's kind of interesting, you know, to see a six horse field that kind of money, you know, you see 12 or field. Trying to hang on just to, to collect anything that you can collect, you know, out of that. Uh, so th- that's uh, post time on that one. It's 542. Then you can come to IENTV.org and you can watch it live, live there. And then, again, I know it gets boring after a while here, but it's all the good things these tracks are good. You have the Saratoga Derby Invitational. It's a great one. Post time is 501. Uh, so it's going to be a good day. We have uh, several real good horses in here today. Uh, we've got, um, oh, I said, uh, uh, I, I think Far Bridges is, is the one that's going to win this race. He, he's the five, five horse. Uh, he, he's awful tough. He's coming off the, uh, off the bench from Todd Pletcher. And he's been laid off for a little bit, but he, he's gonna, he's gonna be right on the money. He'll be right on the money. I, I like that. I like that combination. I uh, got, I got Ortiz and Pletcher, you know, there with him. And then on, on the same card, like I said, we had the test spakes in there. It's gonna be uh, a nice race. Um, a lot of good horses to $500,000 added race. Um, No telling who can win this thing. That's going to be it for sure right there. So, (coughs) excuse me. Um, The whole long and short of of the horse industry, anything in the horse industry. Like I said, I'm not a real professional. I've been in the business a long time. I work for a lot of the top outfits, you know, and I kind of uh, spent the last 30 years uh, looking and seeing you know, if I could find any significant um, procedure, item, rhyme, or reason to why, you know, these horses get to the winner's circle. And and I can't. I can't put my finger on any of it. Um, everybody trains horses different. Everything goes different. Uh, you know, it's just – well, I we'll take this racing season, for example. During this racing season, and we started talking about back in in January – is track conditions in the logistics and all the things that horses have to go through and this includes uh, standard breads show horses, quarter horses, everything. The things that we had to go through with the thoroughbreds this year. In New Orleans and hot springs, cool weather most of the winter, muddy, a lot of rain. New York, roller coaster. Hot, cold, rain. California, hot. You know, and so you got to prepare for these races. When you're going Kentucky uh, in the summertime, it's a lot really hot. Uh, you know, it, it was just not really consistent in Kentucky. They, they were doing that. So, you know, I, I was telling a friend of mine the other day, I told her, I said, hey, look, I said, let's go back and look at the weather. Everybody's talking about climate change, climate change. It's always been, you know, you know, I'm not one way or the other on it. I just want to race. So, rain, mud, sleet, snow, uh, wind, sunny, hot weather, hot weather, hot weather. <laughs> so, I said, you know, I said coming for coming out of the derby or getting to the derby, rain, snow, mud, sleet. You know bad weather, some good weather. But I said, now, the icing on the cake, the temperature. Everywhere, the temperature. Everywhere, the temperature. It's all about the same as hot. You know, and so it's hard to train these horses, you know, when you're in a situation like that. You know, you can't train them for the hot weather. I mean, you can't somewhat for the mud, you know, and rain. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do, you know, that the trainer controls. But the heat you don't control. You know, you're just a victim, whether you're on the track or in the barn or wherever you're at, you're you're just a victim of this old weather thing. And, and also, you know, that's what we were saying. It takes organization. It takes a lot of things to make our business go. And the things that it takes for veterinarians, and when the veterinarians are on the same playing field, you know, then, then that really really helps the industry uh, because, you know, you, you know what you can and can't do from a medical standpoint, so, which is good. And then all the other rules and regulations that will come into effect, like um, transporting, medication, feeding, uh, buying, selling, you know, uh, it, it's a clean sport again. It's a clean sport again, and that's going to bring a lot of people in because over the decade, last decade, you know, the tra- all, all the uh, trainers and everybody were getting together. What do we do? How do we do it? Well, I tell you, we do like you do in uh, California. Uh, up in California when they had Golden Gate Fields up there, you know, they were struggling, struggling, struggling. So what could the state do? Well we'll close we'll close Golden Gate Fields down and what we'll do is we'll send them down to uh to Del Mar and, and Santa Anita, you know, and do that trick with it. Well they did, you know, so that that's what they're doing. A lot of the trainers and on timers, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it because they gotta get up and move. They get out of out of their, you know, lazy uh uh seat addiction that we all have every now and then. So now that's what they're doing—they're concentrating them. Um, same thing. Well, uh, like say, uh, we'll say in Kentucky, for example, Turfway Park—the money's gone up. Ellis Park has is, is really got the money really laid to them. Um, North—you're uh, looking up at um, uh, Florida. Con- I mean, uh, California concentrating all their horses down in the south. You got um, Oakland. Out there by their lonesome, really, uh, doing good with what they're doing, bringing the horsemen to, to run in the race, uh, you know, can do that. And then all, all the areas, they're, they're building up the hotels, the casinos, they're, they're, they're trying to get that, uh, patron's, uh, wallet. They're trying to get into his wallet, get everything they can. You know, so, so that's, uh, that's what's exciting about what we're doing here now. Is uh, get out and uh, work and look at all the different places like Oakland and and, uh, Tampa Bay Downs and, you know, Saratoga and make the plans, you know, to get out and watch watch them race. And that's what I ask everybody to do. Just go out and watch them race. Heck, if you want to just come out and pet horses and and look at them, come on out here and see me. I got a lot of horses that you can pet out here. See, we got horses that you can ride. We got, got a lot of everything. You know, out here for for these poor little kids. You know, so, you know, as I can say is get out, go see a horse event. Get on the internet, Google horse shows, Google horse racing, Google horse farms. Uh, some of the farms you can take tours of up in Ocala and, and, uh, up in Kentucky and California. It's a great day. It's a great day. It'll take you the whole day to ride, but they put you on nice little buses and they ride you around, and you get to go up and see these horses that have won the derby and, and uh, you know, been all over the world. That's what you want to do. You know, you you want to do it like that. Now, I'm telling you, I'm a rambler. That's for sure. But the whole point that I try to get across today is go see a horse. Go out and visit a horse farm. Go to the races, go to the horse shows. Uh, you know the horse shows are coming back in here in uh, Palm Beach County, and we got a beautiful, beautiful so- facility—the Winter Equestrian Festival from up in uh, in, in uh, Wellington, Florida. Uh, you know it, it's it's really worth going to these horse shows. Uh, it's an all-day thing, and what I like about it is you take the kids out there early to see the horses. <laughs> And by the time you get them home, they're all ready to go to bed and you'll get to a point where you want to go every day because the kids are going to bed early and everything. But get out and see the horses, uh, show horses, race horses, uh, see everything that they got out there on the horses. Very educational, uh, you know, to do that. So, um be looking forward to talking to you guys next week to see what didn't happen this weekend, uh, on the racing end of it. Uh, oh yeah, and one other thing. Uh, we got, like I said, we got the, the sale coming up here, and I, I would suggest the uh, you go over to the, the selected sale. That's where you'll see the big money at, the, the million, two million dollar horses. Uh, but the other one that I I really like uh, to go to is the um, New York bred yearling sales. Uh, that, that's a good sale there. Uh, you see a lot of different uh, horses there. And, you know, I say go for it. So let me know at T V at Gmail where you went this week and what you did. And uh, the last thing I'm going to tell you about is that Palm Beach Downs, our training facility, is no more in our hands. It's up for lease, and that that Palm Beach Downs uh, training center has produced Three Kentucky Derby winners, multiple Breeders' Cup winners, and the home of Todd Pletcher for the winter. So we'll know next, by next week's show, we'll know who's going to be uh, running, that, uh, running that place, uh, if it's an individual or if it's a farm, and we'll know if Todd Pletcher will be there next year uh, in September. So join us on next week's uh, show, and we'll talk Palm Beach Downs, the future and the past. Thanks for joining